Our scripture is not on the screens this morning. I just invite you simply to listen and, and to close your eyes if that's helpful. Comes from the gospel according to Matthew. So here finally is the story of the birth of Jesus the anointed. It's quite a remarkable story. Mary was engaged to marry Joseph, son of David. They hadn't married, and yet, sometime well before their wedding date, Mary learned that she was pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Joseph, because he was kind and upstanding and honorable, wanted to spare Mary shame. He did not wish to cause her more embarrassment than necessary. Now, when Joseph had decided to act on his instincts, a messenger of the Lord came to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to wed Mary and bring her into your home and family as your wife. She conceived the baby she now carries through the miraculous wonder-working of the Holy Spirit. She will have a son and you will name him Jesus, which means the Lord saves because this Jesus is the person who will save all of his people from sin. Joseph woke up from his dream and did exactly what the messenger had told him to do. He married Mary and brought her into his home as his wife. And when the baby was born, Joseph named him Jesus, her Savior. Years and years ago, Isaiah, a prophet of Israel, foretold the story of Mary, Joseph, and Jesus. A virgin will conceive and bear a son, and his name will be Emmanuel which is a Hebrew name that means God is with us. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God indeed. I want to invite you to close your eyes for a minute. I know we don't do this very often in church, but just take a minute and close your eyes. I want to invite you to think back upon a time in your life when you had a plan. You had something in mind, you had expectations, perhaps you had everything down to the detail. And then that plan didn't work out. Let that come to your mind. Imagine that plan, imagine that instance, whatever it may be. Some plan, some hope that did not come to fruition. All right, you can open your eyes now. We all have moments, we have instances in our lives where we have hopes and we have dreams, we have expectations, we have well-defined for ourselves the plan that we have for our future. Many of us do this incredibly well, and many of us have done this very well at an early age. My wife, for instance, knew from an incredibly young age that when she grew up, she was absolutely going to be a teacher. She knew that since sixth grade. Many of us knew that we were going to grow up and be doctors from an early age. Some of us knew that we were going to be pastors from an early age, right? So there is this sense in which sometimes we have a pretty well-defined plan for our lives, And then it falls apart. That's what happens to Joseph. It's really hard for us to grasp just how much this news 
that Mary was pregnant would have caused Joseph's plans to fall apart. You see, their marriage, Mary and Joseph, had likely been in the works for a while. This would have been an arranged marriage. Their families would have been familiar with one another. This would have absolutely been the plan. And they were working through that plan. They were in their engagement. They were anticipating being wed. And then Mary discovers that she is going to receive the opportunity to birth the Messiah, the Christ child, miraculously. Now, that sounds good and well, but imagine Joseph. The man doesn't say anything, really, at all in the story. He doesn't say anything, but can you imagine what he would have felt? Imagine Mary coming to him. Hey, you know, guess what? Um, I'm pregnant. Uh, and God did it. I don't know about you, but I'm going to struggle just a little bit believing my fiance that comes and tells me that she's pregnant and she didn't actually have sex to get pregnant. That's hard to imagine. And so Joseph does what we would expect someone to do in that situation and resolve to end the engagement, right? The plan has fallen absolutely and utterly apart. And his future is not going to be as he anticipated it would be. We've been there. We've all been there at some point in our life. And yet... And yet, an angel of the Lord comes to him in the midst of what I anticipate was a significant amount of worry and anxiety and says, do not be afraid, do not be afraid. It's all going to be okay. It's all going to be okay. A messenger comes and reassures him that even though the plan has changed a little bit, Emmanuel... God is still with you, is still with you, still guiding you and leading you. The plan may not look, the plan you had for your life may not look like you thought it was going to look, but God will still be with you, will still walk with you regardless. I remember, and I think back on my own life and how many different messengers at different folks have pointed me to where I am today, and I invite you to do the same thing. You would not be seated here today if it wasn't for someone else who functioned as a messenger to guide you and point you to where and who you have become today. I never imagined that I would not be the senior pastor of a church somewhere, that I would be an executive pastor, an associate pastor, a deacon serving in the capacity that I do. I imagined I would be being sent wherever the bishop sent me, and yet I'm not. I'm doing something completely different. And I look back on my life, and it's because of different individuals who were there who brought messages of of hope and joy and peace and spiritual guidance. And we all have those people. 
We all have those people who guide us. I'm going to be honest with you, and I shared with Tammy last week, and I've shared with those who are in my, my study, that this sermon series is hard for me. This sermon series about angels is hard for me. You know, it's a, it is the supernatural in some senses. And, you know, I, we believe when we come to the communion table that, that God takes ordinary things and makes them extraordinary things. But the fact that God sends us extraordinary things is for some reason difficult for me to grasp. And yet, here we are. Here we are celebrating these angelic messengers and how they remind us to not be afraid. Especially when things change. Especially when things don't go according to plan. This Advent season, I want to encourage you to look around. To open your eyes, to open your ears, to open yourselves to the messengers in your life. Sometimes they look like angels, like we think about. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they look like completely ordinary things. They look like pastors. They look like colleagues. They look like co-workers or friends or neighbors or children. God uses all sorts of means to reach us and invite us to go with God. This morning, where is God inviting you to go? Where is God inviting you to go? God was inviting Joseph to go on a journey to be the adoptive father of the Messiah. And what we know is that he must have been a dadgum good dad. Because when Jesus walked onto the scene, when he was ready to begin his ministry, he was known by his father. That's Joseph's son. That's Joseph's son. You know, the man doesn't say anything. He receives the dream. He doesn't really utter a word at all in Scripture. Mary does. Mary sings an entire song, the Magnificat. We know it. We've heard it. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. And Joseph, though, says nothing. And I suspect he says nothing because Joseph is a man who lets his actions speak louder than his words. Whatever God is inviting you, inviting us to go, to be, I invite you to accept that invitation. Whatever that may be. Let us pray. Gracious God, when we accept an invitation that you extend to us, though our plans may change, though our life may look different, God, you take those pieces and you put them together and you bring joy for us. For those who accept your invitation to go and to be and to do, you give absolute and utter joy. God, some of us this morning are being offered invitations to do something. Something that's not in our plan. It's not something we anticipated. But you're tugging at our hearts, God. Help us accept the invitation that you give. For there's no telling the joy that we may receive in going where you want us to go. We pray these things in the name of Christ. Amen.
may believe there are angels among us sent down to us from somewhere up above they come to you and me in our darkest hours to show us how to live to teach us how to give to guide us with a light of As we prepare to go to the Lord with a time of prayer this morning, I want to invite you to take a deep breath and to exhale, to let go of all of those things that make us afraid and to call to mind those areas of your life or people in your life who may be in need of a little more joy this morning. Let us pray. Oh Lord, our God, our Creator, our Redeemer, our sustainer. In this moment, we pray for all of those who are in need of more hope, of more peace, of more joy and more love. Draw to our minds and our attention those to whom we can be messengers, carrying the light of your love to them. Reveal to us the dark corners of our hearts and our lives where we have tried to hide away those things that rob us of our joy. Let us hear your message, our Lord and our God, Emmanuel, the one who is always with us, as you say to us, do not be afraid, for you are with us. And so in this moment, we pray, come Holy Spirit and fill the hearts of your faithful. Kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit and we shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of your faithful, grant that by that same Holy Spirit, we may be truly wise and ever enjoy your consolations through the same Christ our Lord. And now we offer together the prayer that our Savior taught us to pray as we say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We believe there are angels among us within us not just from above you give us joy enough in these times of trial you show us how to live you teach us how to give you call us to be light and love and now we invite you to worship as you give back a portion of what God has blessed you with, that we might together be more hope, more peace, 
more joy, and more love in an anxious and fearful world. May God pour out his blessings on these gifts as we offer them. prepare to go forth from here and be the body of Christ for the world. During this series, every week you get an angel mission, an opportunity to go and be a messenger to the world. So I invite you that this week you can share where you checked in in worship. You can share a photo with friends here or of a part of worship. You can also take your picture with the angel wings on the lawn out front and share it using our hashtags, more joy, do not be afraid, and angel, um, Aniston First Advent. I would also share with you that you can come to the administrative board meeting that will follow this um, worship service. It will be our last board meeting of this year, and in our church there's a little bit of a changing of the guard as some people roll off of committees and others roll on. Um, Our wonderful kitchen ladies have left us some soup to share together. So we invite everyone to come and be a part of that as we finish administratively on a note of more hope, joy, love, and peace. Christmas is drawing near, and I don't want you to miss any opportunities to experience the fullness of Christmas and Advent. So do put on your calendars our blue Christmas service on the 21st in the chapel. This is a service for folks who are grieving during the holiday season. Perhaps they are grieving that they are experiencing sickness. Perhaps they're grieving loss. 
whatever grief you may be experiencing, this is a, an opportunity for you to, to worship and to express that. And that is the 21st at 5 in the chapel. Also, this Wednesday will be the youth chili cook-off. Please bring a pot of chili and enter to win. Um, and also, the, there is a silent auction happening now in the Northex, and I hear there is an opportunity to win a lunch with me and maybe Tammy, and I know you're probably all dying to have that, so, so definitely go and bid on that and some of the other things there at the table. And do remember Christmas Eve this year is at 5 p.m., and I encourage you to invite someone to Christmas Eve that they may experience the joy and the fullness of Christmas Eve here at Anniston First. We invite you to join us in singing Joy Unspeakable.